come to this happy place. Welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For So today on Miles from Main Street, we are back from Disneyland and we have lots to talk about. We sure do. You guys heard our first impressions last week on our live walk down the down Main Street. Um, so I think it's going to be fun to kind of debrief and talk about what we experienced. And for me, this this was um, the first time going on a trip with kind of like two different families. I've been on trips before with family where we all kind of go down to Disney. And I've been on couples trips um I've kind of done a solo trip, um, but this is the first time I've I've ever done anything kind of like with two different families doing stuff. So that was that was fun, and it was fun to be able to kind of like hang out with you guys every so often. But um, let's uh, let's get deep down into the things that we did at Disneyland. Yeah, but before we get into it, guys, make sure you go find a friend and tell them about the show so you can help us continue to grow. So yeah, you know, going into this trip. We've often talked about how we kind of have two different ways of touring at this point. One being me, which I'm a little slower. I take my time on things. Um, and you, where you kind of end up running around the park and getting from thing to thing and getting as much in as you can. Um, so going into this trip and you coming along, it was like, well, I can't keep up with him. So I just want to, you know, catch up with you whenever we can. And we had our um, Blue Bayou dinner the first day to kind of kick that off, I guess. Um, but I got to hand it to you, Mikhailo. You did a lot better job of being like, dude, where are you? <laughs> and, um, and, you know, we got to hang out a lot more than I had originally thought it was going to be. Yeah, and I, I, I thought that was that was important, especially since we were both there. And... um. You guys, I don't think, honestly, I don't think you guys really kind of forced us to slow down. Because um, I think just us being new to that park in general and not knowing exactly where to go and exactly what to do kind of forced us to do that anyways. Um, there were definitely times where we were like flying from the seat of our pants and trying to like do as much as we can with like the limited amount of time. But I do feel like we we had times where we slowed down and it wasn't just because like we were hanging out with you guys. It was just like out of necessity because we didn't know what to do and we like needed to gather ourselves. Um, and so I think that was kind of like one of my biggest takeaways from it was, um, I mean, it's a smaller park, so things are a lot more compact, but since we were so new to the park and like new to like, where what is where and when to do what um that kind of forced us to kind of like take it a little slower um but yeah i i it it was a weird feeling um when we when when we first got to uh disneyland because it feels so familiar like that whole the whole front of the park is so familiar to oh, yeah. magic kingdom uh, it's so interesting, but then as as soon as you start getting more into the park, you start realizing how different things are. So it was it was a weird feeling 
kind of having having things feel familiar but not being very familiar at all. And we kind of had that conversation with Corey when he was on the show a couple of weeks ago where he said, like, it's going to seem weird, right? Um, and a couple of things that stuck out to me, like, I was definitely, like, feeling that I'm home Disney feeling. But at the same time, it's like, what happened? Like, they moved things. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the most jarring things that sticks out to me that I don't know why it was this, but I... um I noticed the big thing I noticed was around the hub, there's no curb. Oh yeah. And <laughs> you know, like the, 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 yeah, it's just, it was weird that there was no curb to me cause I'm so used to that. Um, but I, you know, like I, I did really enjoy the park. Um, the one thing that I've been telling people is that I kind of committed a major sin that I would consider, I didn't do enough planning at all. Um, I kind of had maybe what you could say writer's block to the point that I didn't do any like thought into this. Part of it comes from the fact that we had a four-day ticket and everyone said you only need two days. And some of the people that I talked to online were like, well, you know, go and do some rides in the morning, do shows in the afternoon. That should give you plenty of time. And I went into the trip going, okay, we've got so much time. I don't need to have a plan of how we're going to do this. We'll just go in and, and go on whatever rides available. And while that worked, I had a lot of complaints from my family saying, we're stopping again. We're not getting on these rides that I want to get on. And, um, you know, like it, there was a lot of, I don't know, craziness from the family that it's just like, had I laid out what we were going to do, I think myself would feel better about what we did get done. Um, cause now I have some guilt around that. Like we pretty much wrote everything we wanted to, but we didn't, there was, you know, like there are things I watch some videos now that I go back to. And <laughs> I feel guilty about things that we missed as simple as getting on like the Tiki room. Like we had a snafu on Monday, which I'll get into later, but we walked into it and had to walk right out of it. And, you know, like I just wish I had put more thought into what we were doing. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes down to being comfortable and like knowing what to do. Cause we, we watched a lot of videos, a lot of how-to videos, a lot of like rope drop, this is what you do type videos. And like, I don't think we had a smooth rope drop except for um, DCA, um, which I think I, I think it's easier at DCA just because like, you know, which ride is, is going to be crazy and you know which ride like, like you're going to have to wait for eventually. Um, but in... Disneyland, uh, it's kind of hard to discern like which ride is going to be like nice and quick and like how to get on several rides on rope drop. Um, so I think that a lot of that comes down to like we know these Disney World parks so well that like we can key on in on certain things, like even walking towards. I know sometimes when I'm at, at Animal Kingdom and I'm like, what, like it's rope drop and I'm walking towards flight of passage 
And if I if I get a glimpse at the flight of passage line and it looks like it's just like a little too long for rope drop, I'll be like, okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna hit this at a different time during the day, or we're gonna use a lightning lane for it or something like that. And then go off and and do like maybe like Everest and like four other rides on rope drop. Um, so it's like stuff like that that you can key in on um, that we just know these parks so well. Um, and so I think that that made it difficult to really and we didn't do much planning other than our dining stuff. Like we did a lot of dining planning, but it's like that's easy to do. You get reservations. You decide like when you want to eat. Um around kind of like other things that you may want to do um but that was like the biggest planning that we did um and again that i i feel like that comes a lot down to how comfortable you feel and the knowledge that you have with with the parks um because i i feel like i could definitely plan out like a pretty decent day at any of the world parks but i mean even now only going that one time i think it'd still be pretty hard to like put together like a solid plan for uh, Disneyland. Yeah. And it's, I think, you know, and I don't know if it's maybe the age of some of the rides or what, but there were times that I'd say, this is our plan. You know, I chunk out, you know, like we had an evening at DCA, here's what we're going to accomplish. And we get there, we start our plan. And before I know it, in Criticoaster and Radiator Springs racers is down. Mm-hmm. that's like great now what and we're looking at, at each other going well maybe we just need to go over to disneyland and knock out some stuff over there instead of trying to work through it here um and it ended up working out we we were riding on um the other cars land rides instead and then by the time we got out of that radiator springs came back up so we were able to get on that you guys um you guys use genie plus but we took the half hour wait because it had just opened, so it wasn't that bad of a wait. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like, there were, I think the rides going down had a lot to do with some of the problems we had, um, at least for my side. Yeah, and I don't know. There's, there's just something, and this must have something to do with the cold, and it wasn't unbearably cold when we went. Um, there were times where like it was it was very nice out, um, but it would get down into like real real cold temperatures, and it makes me think of the time I was at Universal Studios in Orlando, and it was like a really really cold snap um, in Orlando, and I felt like the same thing was happening um, with all of those rides in Orlando, where like it was cold. And things like didn't open up right away, like right away in the morning. Um, and so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an engineer at all, but I'm wondering if like that has something to do with how these rides operate um, and why they go down so often. Cause I would, I would assume that um, cause it's not, I, maybe I just get lucky in, in Disney world, but like, I feel like, I haven't had to deal with that a whole lot in Disney World. Like, yeah, like Slinky Dog Dash will go down because of rain. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, well, honestly, I don't think I've ever had to deal with Mickey and Minnie's going down. Um, but yeah, like I, I just feel like I haven't had to deal with that a lot in World. 
And it may be because like the conditions are so normal, like they're well, not normal. They're just so consistent. Um, right. It's, it's consistently yeah. real hot and they, they know what they need to do for all of those conditions. And in land, I feel like that, that California weather fluctuates more than the, um, Orlando weather. So I'm wondering if, if possibly that has something to do with it because it, it did feel weird that like all of these rides were going down constantly. Um, and it, it was, was it was definitely it was definitely hard to kind of deal with that. And you know, I use touring plans when I'm going through parks, and it did help out a lot. But there were times that these rides would go down, and whenever a ride shuts down, that shifts the crowd. And you know, when you've got Radiator Springs and Incredicoaster down, that's gonna you know that put a lot of stress on the other two Cars Land rides. It put stress on other rides in the park, and. You know, like I would go to touring plans to find out what they thought and they weren't changing any other times. Like they were still going on like as if everything was running. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a caveat. You know, I've been on here a lot um, going on about how great touring plans is and it's always worked great for me at at World. But when things went down at Disneyland, I did not know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I pretty much had to just rely on what Disney was telling me at that point. Um, you know, the, the ride times actually were more accurate than with, with Disney times. So, um, just a little caveat, I guess, for you guys using touring plans out there. That's what my experience was. Um, and you know, another, another thing actually with that kind of goes on that, um, I, we noticed that like their system is weird. I don't know if it's like their internet is like less reliable out in California or, or like the network itself is old since like these parks are so old, but like there were several times where we would like mobile order and just like stand there. And they, we, there were a couple times where that we had to like walk up and be like, Hey, like what's going on with our mobile order. We've been waiting for like 30 minutes now. And at one point the guy had to like reset and all of a sudden he was like, Oh my God, there's like 20 orders here now. (laughs) And it's like, Oh wow. Okay, dude. Like, (laughs) so it was a network thing or like a system thing. Um, and so it's, it's just weird that like, and, and it makes me feel, um, it's interesting. We haven't done this yet. Um, but it makes me feel like Disney world, has it a lot more figured out than land. And I think maybe it's because land has always just, it. this is kind of like what I got from it was land just has always done it the way that they do it. Like, they're just like, this is how we do it. Yeah. Like they were very slow in adapting. They still haven't even adapted like the fingerprint stuff. Like they still like take your photo um, right. as you enter the park. Um, which I feel like holds that up a little bit. It's it, and I found it extremely interesting that like people weren't utilizing magic bands or even like the touch card um, or the app or anything. Like because I saw several times, and I don't even think this exists in Disney World, where people would just use their regular card to get into the parks um, as like their like they wouldn't tap. So they would sit there and they would do their card 
and then they would do like their um like kids cards and stuff like that and it would just take forever and I see we you making making motions are you talking like they're swiping their cards there there was like a little um scanner um so there there's your, your typical tap point for your magic band and then below that there's a scanner and they would scan their park cards because that's what their their app that they made these lightning lane lanes on uh, is linked to. And so it's like in Disney world, I feel like just everyone is tapping their magic band and every, everyone like is, is utilizing this, but in Disney world, it's like people are still using their, like their physical cards. Part of me, part of me wonders if, if that's like the locals, because I think locals have, like actual cards, like they use cards more than they use magic bands. But yeah, it's just weird that um like like it just takes longer for them to adapt to like what world is doing. Um so there it just seems like they're doing it kind of like doing it differently differently than world. And world has it a little more figured out for it to like flow nicely and I mean that that might just be my biased <laughs> talking. But well, and- before we went out there, like uh, we had a lot of people, or I had a lot of people say that um, I would be really surprised at how chill it is out there. Like you don't have the go, 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 like you have at World. And so, you know, that might just be a, a function of of all of it. Like, okay, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do the mobile order. And if it takes half an hour, it takes half an hour. These people aren't <laughs> in a hurry. Um, you know, I was in, I was definitely in the habit of, okay, we're heading over there. I'm in within my window and I would tap, I'm here, even though I'm not, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've said that on the show before is that if you're going to be using mobile order, don't be afraid to let them know ahead of time. If it sits there for three, four minutes, they're going to be okay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there were times that even with our mobile order that I would walk up and they were prepping it right away, even though they said it was ready, they were prepping it when I'd walk up to the window. So... I think that is also a function of it's more chill. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't, I did see people running at rope drop, but I did not see as crazy. It didn't feel as crazy to me. Like I didn't have that adrenaline rush to get moving. Um, Like, and, you know, I like I've had. And I think, especially with rope drop, talking about rope drop, uh, it was just so difficult to like, do a good rope drop that like you get like three or four rides in. I think Brian, you, you did one that was pretty decent and we ended up like just waiting in line for space mountain, which was like definitely like not the right thing to do at that point. But um, yeah, it, it was, it's just weird that like, I don't know. It, it just felt super difficult to be able to do that because we, we tried it a couple different ways um, and it just felt like every every way we did it, we just couldn't um we just couldn't rope drop the same way that we rope drop in Disney World. Right. So yeah, you know, when when you messaged me and said you were at Space Mountain, it's like, okay, well that you know, that makes some sense. Like that's a ride that you would want to rope drop. Um espe- you know, especially if you were in Disney World. Um but what we did was we, you know, and this is this go, kind of goes back to the planning piece. Like, what do we want to do? The kids are like, hey, what are we rope dropping tomorrow? And I'm like, I have no idea. What should we do? So we decided to do Fantasyland 
and we walked in and I just took the shortest wait. Uh, Mr. Toads was a walk on. We walked right on. Um, and actually in that first hour, because we were able to get a Mickey and Minnie's that started at um, nine o'clock or no, they had to be there by nine o'clock. They called us immediately. Once the park opened, we got a notice saying be here by nine o'clock. So I'm like, well, okay, let's hit Fantasyland and get as much done as we can. So we hit three or four rides, you know, Snow White, um, Mr. Toad, Pinocchio. And um, I think that's a great strategy. You know, a lot of what I found in, in the lead up to this is that they, they'll say that eight to noon time can be the best time because families come later in California. They don't, they're not necessarily, necessarily there for open. And, you know, we kind of saw that, like, you know, you get up to 11, 12 o'clock and those fantasy land rides, which don't have Genie Plus at all, they um, they consistently have half hour waits. Well, we did, the, did it that morning. We got, you know, three, four rides done and we were able to get walk-ons for all of those. And then we headed over to Mickey and Minnie's and did our thing there. You know, it and it all depends on where your priorities are. Like you guys obviously thought Space Mountain was what you needed to get done. So you did it. I hope you enjoyed it. We actually, I think we were in, so, all right, I need to get into this story because I'm going to reference it a few times yet, I think. But we um, we had made a reservation for Trader Sam's at about three o'clock Monday afternoon because we wanted to try to get inside. Well, by the time we got there on Monday, we were, had no interest in going over there anymore. And I never canceled it. And about an hour before, um, two of the kids were off doing the canoes and Tammy and I had, and Paige, we were up getting pictures with Mickey and Chip and Dale. And then we headed, um, back and we were going to do a tiki room and Paige says, Hey, wait a minute. Don't we have a Trader Sam's reservation? And this is about an hour before. And I'm like, Oh man, you gotta be kidding me. So I tried to cancel, couldn't cancel. I call, they wouldn't let me cancel. Um, and so I said, okay. And by then the other two were on their way to meet up with us. I said, well, why don't we just take the monorail over and we'll have, you know, a bite there, get a drink. Hopefully we get to see all the stuff and be inside. And it, it kind of was shaping up to be the break we needed in the middle of the day to get some energy back. Well, we get over to the monorail. Now we've crossed the park to go to the monorail, and it's closed. Um, they were doing some construction work on the Disneyland station, so we couldn't ride. Um, that really ticked me off at that point. And I said to Tammy, I said, if they charge us the fee, it's $40. And she goes, that's it? And Paige says at about the same time, Space Mountain's at 15 minutes. And so it must have just it must have been down and just come back up. I don't know. So Paige, Jacob, and I we rode Space Mountain with a very short wait, mm -hmm. which was really nice. Um, so I really enjoyed Space Mountain. I hope you guys did too. Yeah, yeah, we we enjoyed it. We definitely waited a little longer than we should have for Space Mountain, but it was it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it's. It's just interesting that 
so so many times we would be like, oh, I think this this ride was down and opened back up. Like that, I feel like that that sentence was uttered several times on our yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and and we we had our Trader Sam's, um, on on the first night that we got there, and we that night was was really great. <laughs> we <laughs> we got there. We were super excited about um being at Disneyland, and we hung out with um Brian's family for a little bit at um like right outside Trader Sam's. And then we we shopped for a little bit. Um, Kristen and I went to Napa Rose, which um, was just insanely amazing. And and the story about Napa Rose is um, we get to we get to Napa Rose and it feels um, it feels really fancy. Like wh- like when you get in there, apparently we didn't understand how fancy this <laughs> restaurant was <laughs> because we sit down and we look at the menu and it's prefixed. And we must have just assumed that it was like a $60 prefix menu. It is not. It is, in fact, a $125 prefix menu. So we were like, well, I guess I guess we're doing this. And so one <laughs> of us, I did the regular prefixed, um, which is $125. And then there, there's also like other things that you can you can get, um, which were still pretty expensive. That's not prefixed. Um, and that kind of added up to around like 60 or $70. Um, so we still paid <laughs> a crap ton of money, <laughs> but just once again, um, Disney just pulls out all the stops with these types of restaurants. Just an, another, um, probably, probably the best food I've eaten. Um, if I could take the food from Napa Rose and put it into, um contemporary uh california grill like that would be my ultimate dining experience because the the dining experience and everything about um uh california grill california grill <laughs> um was was just great um the the food was real good but i would i would say the food um at napa rose i would put over california grill um but the the just like the ambiance of of um Napa Rose kind of wasn't as good um as California Grill um so if I could just put those two together it would it would it would be great but then that night was just capped off with um Trader Sam's and we were already like running on on a on a big high uh at that point um but the the one downside um was that we kept <laughs> so basically Trader Sam's, you you order drinks and the um the bar is supposed to like do something for each drink. Um and I think we we had been looking at the menu for um the Trader Sam's in Disney World because um it kept saying like, oh, this drink will make this happen and this drink will make that happen. Um well at this Trader Sam's there's only like three drinks that like actually do something in the the bar. So like there were several times that we would like order something because we wanted to see the show happen and it w- it wouldn't happen. Um <laughs> the we ordered probably a good like I want to say like five drinks, five or six drinks. Ouch. And just and and several of them were were basically just because we wanted to see what would happen. 
And the very last drink was like this like zombie drink that like the whole bar was supposed to like turn black and these um, like heads were supposed to like come down from the ceiling um, and it didn't happen. And it was like <laughs> not a great drink. I understand why they call it zombie. Um, oh, no. But, but it was just like a lot of booze and we were just like putting down booze because we wanted to like and it makes sense um why that place is 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 successful because you buy these drinks to see what happens but it just was sucky because we didn't i think i think a lot of that stuff is actually happens in disney world unless because of covid or something like that like they've just not been doing these shows um but i feel like the one in disney world may be the one that like plays all of these things when you when you get those drinks but yeah it was kind of disappointing that that a lot of the the shows that happened for these drinks like just didn't happen it was really only like three <laughs> that we ever saw that's too bad um and i i thought it was funny because i was uh with the family at this point like you had said we had done some shopping together and you guys had your reservation coming up we wanted to get into grand californian and and visit that a little bit and so we kind of broke off from you guys at that point and we ended up sitting in the lounge, which is like right next to the pool for Grand Cal. And they have a, the, it's a GCH Craftsman bars there. And we sat down, we ordered some nachos and a, a small pizza and the kids were able to order something. And they had this, um, this lady that was singing with a guy playing guitar and it was awesome. Like it was, you know, like, you were right next door at Napa Rose and we were kind of, as we walked by, we were kind of looking in there trying to see if we <laughs> saw you guys. Um, but we, you know, that was kind of like the perfect time for us to sit down and eat. Like the kids were getting hangry. We were a little tired at, from the travel of the day, the time change, all that stuff. Um, so, you know, like that, that was really nice to do. And then we just headed back. Like we were, we were back in our room by, eight thirty, nine o'clock, somewhere in there and passed out. Like <laughs> we were done. And um, you know, the, so the next day is when is the first day of rope drop like we had talked about. And so we got up, I don't know, I think we were up all up by six o'clock. Somebody was up at four. <laughs> and, you know, like the time change was kind of playing with us a little bit. Um so definitely if you guys if anyone's coming from, you know, the East Coast, like definitely plan for something like that because I did not. I didn't think it would be that big of a jarring because I've done an hour change, but the two hours for some reason really messed with us. So um, consider how that's going to work for, for you. I don't know about you guys. Did you have any issues? Well, yeah, I'm I'm at these. Um, we're eating dinner, and I'm getting messages from Mikhailo like, I'm already drunk. We're not even to Trader <laughs> Sam's. And I'm like, Oh no! This was the story I was waiting for Brian to tell. Yes, that's where I was headed, and I <laughs> kind of got on a tangent. But yeah, I, I was like, um, I hope they're they're going to be all right. And then, like, he's at Trader Sam's, and he's sending me messages like, "This isn't good." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, now it, we know why, because you had six drinks. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, it it was a lot of fun, and we don't. Um. If you if you if anybody out here knows Kristen and I. We're not big drinkers. We're not like big partiers. Like we don't drink on like a regular basis. Um, and so this was different for, for us <laughs> to just like, and it was fun to like, kind of like go all out and kind of like, like let yourself go. Um, but it was, 
so is <laughs> the, the 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 typical Wisconsin thing, Wisconsin thing to do. Oh, I had uh, an old fashioned. I had a <laughs> Budweiser. Yeah, but um, so uh, Kristen and I had drinks at Napa Rose. I actually had two because there were there were two drinks that that caught my eye, and one was one was an old fashioned, and another one was um. Like it's only bitters was like the name of the drink, and appa- apparently it was like a real popular one. That one I liked less because it was very bitter. Uh, but I do I do like bitters and I like old fashions, and so those two drinks were real good. Kristen loved her drink. I think it was like I can't remember exactly what she got. Um, I want to say mimosa, but I don't think that's right. Um, but um, she really enjoyed her drink. Uh, I really enjoyed both my drinks, and like. For some reason, it was like, um, like a lot of booze for us. So I was already texting Brian. Brian, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty buzzed now at this point. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I was starting to wonder if you were even gonna make rope drop the next day. Like, <laughs> I hope they didn't overdo it. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it, it honestly, it was, it was a great end to the night. Um, and then, and then, yeah, we, I don't think we ever really felt. Cause we're just so like, we'll wake up, we'll do our thing. We'll, we'll go and And I mean, even when we're, when we're at Disney world, we'll end the night at like maybe 1am and then like be up early for rope drop the next day. So like we're, we're used to that. Um, but we didn't really feel any, any effects of like the time change or change or anything like that. Um, I think we, we were just kind of like soldiering through cause we're, we're just used to doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe I'm saying that knowing that it affected my kids more, but, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, like I think next week we'll have the girls on and we'll talk more about how much dining we did. Um, you know, our, so our first park day, we, we hung out a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We cat together after we came out of Mickey and Minnie's, I think. Yeah. Okay, cause yeah. yeah. Cause then, um, that's when we decided to record our episode that you saw last week or that Mm -hmm. you guys that everyone heard last week um and then i think you guys broke off again at that point um because then we ended up meet oh yeah we went we went back to go take a break i i tried to take a break it was so funny because we get back to the hotel and we had sat there maybe 15 minutes and tammy's like okay so let's get going and (laughs) (laughs) so we were like right back to the park um and we met you guys for blue bayou at that point was the break because we have to tell this story was the break before oh yes it was after it was after splash mountain yeah Yeah. we have to talk about this um so (laughs) i'll I'll say this before um kristen and i uh hit splash mountain earlier in this day and it was great because we just like walked right on like splash mountain was a hundred percent a walk on and it was because it was so it was like decently cold out that morning um so i totally understand and i and i hear all the time that they will like make the the water level lower so like you get less wet um we still got like decently wet but like nothing too crazy on our first ride but it was also it was very cool to be able to like just walk onto it um, and we were very excited because we we hadn't ri- ridden um, Disney World Splash Mountain before it closed. Um, 
like anytime soon. Like we had ridden it on on our last trip, but this was the the last ride of any real Splash Mountain that we were going to be on. Um, so that was nice to be able to just walk on and do it. And then later we decided that we wanted to do like a family um, Splash Mountain adventure. And that's, that's when things went south. (laughs) (laughs) I have never really gotten all that wet on Splash Mountain. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, like going on it, I'm like, eh, whatever. We'll, we'll ride it. It won't be that bad. And I think, you know, like, humidity and the warmth that we've always been in in florida like it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. and so that (laughs) you know i i'm sure it has something to do with the weight in the boat and (laughs) um mikhailo was the lucky one to sit up front i was right up front (laughs) and it was like and here here here's the thing it happened right away like the very first like actual drop that we had i was soaked i was like <laughs> and i was screaming the the entire ride he was like a little girl it was hilarious <laughs> but it was i was just getting so wet it was insane we <laughs> um you know we we talked about it on the show before well, the live episode we did like you were mm-hmm. really upset that splash was closing and I'm like, whatever, I'm going to be riding it in Disneyland. And <laughs> it is a different ride. I'll, I'll give you that much. It is a different one. Um, but I said, like, Disneyland was so much better because I've never ridden Splash Mountain at World with Mikhailo. And, <laughs> <laughs> and him getting soaked was like the highlight of the whole thing. Just soaked. Like, oh, my God. I think um, <laughs> wasn't Jacob in the front of the, the one behind us, too? Yes, yeah. Yeah, and Jacob he, and I were just drenched. It was bad. I'll get some pictures out on Facebook and Instagram of this because we have a lot of like after pictures, but <laughs> like even the splash sometimes I don't know about for you, but like sometimes the splash wasn't that bad. It was mm-hmm. the carryover of like the wave of water that would just come crashing over the top of the boat after yeah. the drop, you know? And like the worst thing for me was my foot was sopping wet. <laughs> <laughs> Everything there was there was standing water inside of our in the boat. boat. Oh yeah, it was insane. And I, I like when I when we went down the like the big hill, it was just a wave. Just like I, it was a wave in my lap. Like I had <laughs> all of this water hit me, and it was it was just crazy. Like I I feel like. I mean, if, if, if that was normal, like if that, that's what was normal for, cause I remember them talking about how like they were trying to like tone it down a little bit. If that's the toned down version, like, I don't know oh, right? what oh, they man. were, what they were having that do, but yeah, I was so wet. Um, and I actually ended up, it was okay because this is kind of like something I wanted to do anyways, but I ended up like just literally buying an entire new, uh, wardrobe. Uh, which was fun. And I got um, some pants that were, they were like pants that were um, like spirit Jersey pants. So I thought that was cool. So, Hey, <laughs> it, it helped me out. <laughs> I ended up buying those pants uh, as well. A little bit later. Um, they're sweatpants. They're the blue ones that say Walt Disney's Disneyland down the side. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I wore them home on the plane. They were they're so comfortable. I've been wearing them a little bit here and there now too. So, um, if anyone's looking at those, you got to do it. Just go out and buy them. They're amazing. And I like I had, I went full, <laughs> full ensemble because just everything was wet. So I had Crocs, those those um, pants, and then a Stitch Spirit jersey, which is I I was trying to buy anyways. Um, so I just decided to go for it at that point, but super comfortable. But then I had to look like that while going to Blue Bayou. <laughs> so there was that. But And we decided to celebrate your birthday and they brought out the dessert with the candle on it as you were wearing all of that. And you had Kristen's ears on your head. Yes, I did. <laughs> so maybe I need to post that picture too. I think Tammy <laughs> already did for my birthday. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. She did. <laughs> Um, yeah. So one other thing that, um, needs to be said for sure is that if you're going to be watching Wondrous at the end of the night, like you need to be like, I've always stood near the partner statue. You need to be in front of that. Like you need to be Mm -hmm. between the partner statue and the castle to be able to see anything. We got, we had no idea. We went off to the Nemo subs and rode that and came back and it was maybe 25 minutes until the show started and there was nowhere to stand like there was nowhere so we were back behind the partner statue and there are trees which you don't have the trees in the hub at disney world but there are trees in the way people with their balloons were in the way i couldn't see the left side of the castle you could barely see projections so um it was not a good experience um I think you guys got a little bit better of a vantage point, didn't you? We did. We kind of, we kind of, Kristen did a good job of kind of just like pushing through and, and finding a spot. And then it was fun because we were able to, Brian just kind of sent Mia up by us. And um, so it was me, Kristen, and Mia um, being able to kind of see everything, but even there. Like, and honestly, had we been there and this was Disney World, that would have been an amazing view but because we're working with mini castle here um it's it was just so hard to see anything there were times that i would would just like turn around because they had projections on main street and i could see the main street projections better than i could see the uh, castle projections um so that is definitely i mean if if you're concerned about projections which you should be because they're they're all very cool understand that like you're not going to be able to like stand on main street uh and and see the projections also um i thought about this um at one point and and i'll bring it up to you brian because you're a big nerd like me did they um slant the road in land the same way that they did in world um up main street so that as you're leaving the park it's it's a nicer walk because technically in disney world uh main street is slanted down out of the park so you're technically going uphill into the park which gives you a better vantage point to see the castle i don't think that's how it is in land i don't think it i thought i i didn't feel that this mm-hmm. time around and yeah. i know i know what you mean by that i don't feel that I feel like everything was nice and flat. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I thought too because there there have been times where I've been in 
world and i've been like oh yeah here here's a here's a little little tidbit for you because <laughs> yeah. it's something that i know that i can that i can notice but it was just so hard to see anything like really you're you're, you're just like looking through people like to try to see stuff and they do put the projections over on small world as well and i don't mm-hmm. know if you're able to see the fireworks from there or not they'd made an announcement shortly before the show started that there was plenty of room over at small world yet and it's like well maybe we should be going over there um and we didn't but you know uh the sunday night when we were getting we had gotten checked in for sweethearts night um and i think we were coming to meet you guys we crossed the hub and they were starting wondrous which i didn't even know they were doing that um Mm -hmm. they were starting it and it was projections only no fireworks and we stood there and we watched for a little bit because we actually had a little bit better vantage point at that time than had we than what what we had Friday night. Um but yeah, we watched it and Baymax came or not Baymax, uh the Blue Angel came out and we're both like like I knew she was supposed to be in there, but I never saw her. And Tammy's like, I didn't even know that that was part of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, like we had no idea. Um so that was kind of cool to see. Um, but then we just kind of moved on our way and, and came and found you guys, um, over at Bengal barbecue eating again. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, so yeah, maybe we should get into sweetheart night a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, my biggest takeaway from sweetheart's night was the fact that it, it's frustrating because it didn't feel like it was like an after hours event. It felt like an, it felt like a normal day at the park, but I think what happens is um, they may sell it. I mean, I'm sure they don't sell it close to capacity, but I'm sure they sell enough tickets to where like, like it feels like a normal day because um, this is kind of, this is kind of how it, how it goes. All of the special things for Sweethearts Night, like photo ops um, and like other random Sweetheart Night, like food, food items and stuff like that, have lines like you would see on a normal day for a ride. And the thing that people always say is like, oh, like you get like the rides are super short and there's all these special things to be able to do. Yeah, the lines for the rides are super short because everyone is queuing up for these other special things that you can do. And like, that's the, that was the point that we did this. Like we wanted to experience all of these special sweethearts night nights mm-hmm. thing that you can do. Um, but it's like, I feel like we only took like maybe like three pictures and we stood in like long lines to be able to do those. Um, like there were even, a- they weren't even the ones that we really wanted to do either. We exactly. wanted to do, the tangled thing we wanted to do um we wanted to meet esmeralda and we wanted mm-hmm. to meet hercules and bernard and and uh, uh what's her name Bernita? bernice i don't know from rescuers yep but um you know like we got in, we got in line for bernard and whoever and they said, well, they're not going to be here for another 25 minutes. And the line wasn't very long, but like, oh, well, 25 minutes. We don't want to waste that time. We'll go find something mm-hmm. else and come back later. Well, little did we know 
how this is all actually working and that, you know, you kind of had to prioritize the special stuff as far as which one you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said, they're like, oh yeah, there's rides and there's these special things. And like, that's all the reporting you get out of it is like, you can just go and do these things. No, it's just like any park day. You have to look at what's available and decide how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that they didn't tell you about was how the lines worked. There was a line. So like they were rotating these characters out every half hour. So you might have, um, who was it that we were, we were waiting for Aurora and Philip, and we mm-hmm. thought we were going to get up there and they left before we could. Well, then there's a, another set of characters that come out and there's another line for that set of characters. So if you jump out of the line you're in and go back into that line, you're probably not going to be able to see them because you're not going to get up there in time. Mm-hmm. So then you're just kind of stuck in that in that rut, you know, like so you just kind of have to say, I want to see them whether I have to wait half an hour. So when we got in line for the rescuers and they said 25 minutes, they'll be back out. We should have said, we're staying here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Esmeralda. We didn't understand that we should just get in that line and wait it out. Um, and then we went over to Tangled and they only had the one Tangled photo op and they said, it's an hour wait and you're not guaranteed it's over an hour wait and they might close it early. So you're not guaranteed to be able to get on or Mm -hmm. get it, get your picture. And there were other things we wanted to do. We wanted to get the lady in the tram picture, at least Tammy and I did. Um, and we, you know, we ended up getting a couple other things that way. We didn't get like many of the treats at all because mobile order was booked up by the time things started so but yeah i just thought that a lot of that event as cool as a lot of it was to like be there it was just hard to do like anything really it was just hard to do all that stuff um and so yeah i i I feel like that that was a little disappointing um just not being able to do like all the things that, that we wanted with those events. And like, I don't know if it's like a, it makes me wonder. Cause like we're Disney people. Like we, we know Disney, we know how to pri- prioritize things. And so it's like, how, how do like non Disney people do these events? Like how, how do they show yeah. up and do things and feel like they got, and maybe it's just us knowing and, kind of planning the things that we want to do and it's like if if a normal person was like oh we're gonna go to sweethearts night at disneyland and just showing up and like looking at the brochure and being like oh this looks fun let's go do this it's like we we had like things that we wanted to get done that and we ended up not being able to so like maybe maybe that's the issue that we are disney people and um we get excited about like all of these different things that we could possibly do and then like really not getting to do like 90% of the things that we wanted to do um, is frustrating to us. So maybe it's like a tale of two different people. It's like the people who sign up for Sweethearts Night that are just like non, like really non Disney people and just go there and just go with it and like do the things that they can do. And then there's us who are Disney people who like put in, Um, a good amount of research as to what you can do and get excited about like doing all these things. And then you get there and it's like, 
packed and like you you can't do anything so it's just it's just interesting to me that like we we are the ones that are invested that like want to do these things and can't like like is the is is there a way to to do all of this stuff or is it that you just have to pick a couple things and be happy that you did those couple things yeah i would agree with that i think that um you know like in the middle of the thing we talked to a cast member and i'm like i don't know where anything is i don't know um what the weights are like i don't know how things are working and you know like a little bit more information on that that would be great and she's like well everything's updated in the app why don't you know you just go there and you'll find it i'm like oh my gosh the app Hmm. like they handed me that pamphlet and i'm like well here's my information this is what i need to go off of no everything was in the app (laughs) (laughs) and so i wish i would have you know i as i said on my other show like I spend all day using two different apps to get myself around Disneyland. And then this event starts and I put my phone away. (laughs) Like it doesn't make any sense. Um, So yeah, um, definitely uh, consider what you're doing ahead of time and prioritize what you want to do. Cause it was just like any other park day, except that you weren't worried about the rides. You were worried about the special stuff. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, like the the couple of things that we got to do were were fun. I just wish that because technically this is an after hours event, right? Like this. Well, they like call a, it after dark, but yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it's like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember when they first started these after after hours events at World, people were just losing their minds at like all the things that they could do at these parks at these after hours events. And it, and now it just seems like, I mean, like people are excited about them. So Disney can sell the tickets however they want because people will show right. up and people are already excited about it. So, yeah. So let's pick a couple of favorites to hit on quick. Um, a couple of highlights of mine was getting on the Matterhorn. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, we caught it just as they had reopened. So we were able to walk. Oh, just about walk right on um that was a lot of fun the dark rides in fantasy land are classics and as much as you may have ridden stuff like that at disney world like these are just i felt like a different level like <laughs> i really really enjoyed those rides and you know like snow white and pinocchio and alice in wonderland like the alice in wonderland one was a highlight for me um you know, these are ones that Walt actually had his, had his hands in and was really, really good. Uh, Pirates was really fun. I liked the caverns at the beginning. Um, and Space Mountain, I like, it's not, you know, it's not as jerky as the one in Florida. And it just seemed like a lot more fun this time. I'm not even sure why. So those are a couple of highlights in Disneyland. Incredicoaster is incredible. Um, I absolutely loved it. It was one of the last things I was able to do, and it was great. In fact, it was the last ride I rode on on the trip um, because it, it just ended up working out that way. And, you know, the one character that I got to meet that I will forever love is Oswald. I finally got to meet him on Monday at the end of the day, and he was awesome. He was better than I could had expected 
I was really worried about what I was going to talk about, and he was so much fun. So um, those are some of the highlights for me. How about you, Kylo? I mean, a, a big highlight is definitely kind of like our first night. Uh, we had a lot of fun on our first night. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. I really enjoyed uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I just love that ride and the history that like Walt was like one of the last things that, that Walt worked on. Um, that was very cool. Um, Blue Bayou was, was a lot of fun. I feel like I enjoy, uh, San and hell in a little more and it, it kind of has that same vibe, sure. but just the fact that like, it's right there and like you're right next to the ride. Uh, um, and that being such a cool ride is, is very fun. Um, there were a lot of stuff at DCA that I thought was cool. Just kind of like walking through that Marvel area. I'm not a big Marvel fan, but like that whole Marvel area and everything that they have going on was actually pretty cool. Um, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, that ride was actually very cool. I, I wasn't sure how, how I was going to feel about it since it w- was taking um, the place of a ride that I love, Tower of Terror. Um, but I, I really enjoyed that ride. Uh, Web Slingers uh, was one for me too. I, I wasn't, again, I wasn't sure how like I was going to react to this ride or like what I was going to think of this ride, but it was, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be kind of like a meh, um, but I came out um, really enjoying that ride. Radiator Springs Racers. Oh, I don't know how I forgot that one. Yeah. <laughs> was so cool. And it's like, it's what Test Track could be. Like it, very, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, in a very sad way. Um, but it's just, yeah, just so cool. Such a, fu- such a fun ride. And that, that whole area um, was, was very cool. So um, yeah, those are, those are some of the, the um, other than just like all of the history that was in the park. I just felt like, um constantly i was just kind of like oh this this uh walt was here and like like uh this was this and around this time and so that was that was all very cool yeah it was a really great trip um we had an extra almost a half a day extra i guess than you did Mm -hmm. just to get a couple of those last minute things done um and we were exhausted coming home uh the plane rides went well uh the I'll tell you, if you ever have the chance to order a private car service, which out in Disneyland, if you use Lansky, it's a $200 round trip from SNA, uh, from John Wayne Airport. And it was so worth the money. Mm-hmm. You know, for for my family, it probably would have been a 60 to $80 Uber XL to get us um, to the hotel one way to spend that extra little bit to get us this private service, we got to stop at in and out burger. I mean, this is our first time in um, California and my daughter was just ecstatic over that. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a wonderful trip. I do, I do see myself going again, but what did we talk about yesterday? Mikhailo? like this has made me miss Disney world a little more and I need to get there. Yeah. It's, that's definitely how I feel. I feel like I, I miss Epcot. I miss animal kingdom. I miss all of these, these things that you get about Disney world that you don't get 
at Disneyland. Um, and so I, I feel the same way. I feel like going back definitely is something that I would like to do. Maybe when something, I mean, there's nothing really kind of calling me back right now. I, I'm set on going back to Disney World because I like <laughs> I just need to get back. Um, but yeah, like maybe when there's something new, like maybe like another um, celebration or something like that, but definitely something that I'd like to do um again but yeah i i am missing disney world pretty badly right now (laughs) yeah we got home and i said i don't have a countdown on my phone and we started looking at calendars and i think two days later from getting back i had a countdown on my phone (laughs) so we're um we're heading out next year for spring break to disney world and i i'm already excited for it so yeah and i feel like the 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 our two families um functioned well um within um this trip because we both kind of like we're like two disney families like we both get it we both get like how to like function at these parks that was one thing that i was kind of worried about um was that like how are we going to mesh and i feel like like when we would get together uh we meshed well and just understanding like we that we didn't need to spend the entire day together um yeah. i feel like was good so yeah, I would definitely do it again. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about the parks too. Is like you get together when it works, and you split apart as you need. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe schedule like we did a meal together so that you can, you know, talk about what you've been doing too. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it went it worked out really well, and I'm so glad you guys decided to crash. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, so yeah, as I've said, uh, I'll be putting pictures out on Facebook and Instagram and I know for a fact, we're going to be coming back to this trip quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have the girls on next week and we'll talk about dining and we'll kind of give you guys as much information as we can about dining. So look forward to that one. But like we always say, some live close, but others don't. So let's talk about it. We'll see you next time on miles from main street. 